Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Santa Wesley. And with us we have... Racism. Oh yeah. And I was gonna just say, but don't worry, it's in a good way. And then I realized... It's not. (laughs) No, it's all racism is bad. But this is a very fun story about a very dumb, dumb person. Very dumb Uh, person. And in case you're confused, no, this is not Kanye West part six. (laughs) Um, just wanted to get a couple of things out of the way. First and foremost, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, if you uh, are in San Diego, you can come see me. I'll be doing shows uh, this weekend. Paige will be in Vegas. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Okay, yeah. So uh, go ahead and find Paige at... Uh, at Mandalay Bay, swimming with the sharks, I guess. I'm going to be dressed as Bumblebee, standing outside the Bellagio. <laughs> Don't ask them to lift their mask. Just know it's me. Take photos. Send them to me. And then I will confirm that I took those pictures with you. <laughs> I thought it was weird that Bumblebee was four foot eleven. <laughs> and asking for tips? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, and the big news. Ba-da-ba-ba! We're in a cult documentary now. Yay! Yay! That's right. Uh, our friends over at Tubi have made a documentary about Nexium, uh, and we just wanted to go ahead and let you know that your friends Paige and Armando are uh, in this bad boy. <laughs> Branded and brainwashed the Nexium story. Somebody rented a really nice hotel conference room, mm-hmm. set up lights, uh, set up sound, set up cameras, and then listened to our dumb faces. For me, uh, it I taped for 12 hours collectively, and I think you taped for like five or six. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, I, I taped for, god damn, it was like eight hours, like a whole fucking day. Uh, and then they asked me to come back to get a couple of pickup shots, and I went, yes, but I have bleached my tips. <laughs> you could not finish shooting because you had frosted your tips. <laughs> I could, I could not. <laughs> and that is an actual thing where I went, I can dye my hair however the fuck I want. I'm an entertainer. This is never going to affect me getting a job. And then I directly fucked myself out of a second day of shooting. In like under a day that happened. Well, so we we shot and then they asked us to come back four months later. So I had to recreate my outfit. I did not still have the clothes. I had to like rebuy portions of the outfit so that I looked the same so that they could shoot for a whole extra day. Oh, oh my God, Paige, I'm watching the documentary. Oh, you're watching right the now. trailer right now? No, I'm watching the documentary. Oh no, is it like up? It is up and I am in it. <laughs> oh my God, yes, we both made it. Oh my God! I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, I'm sure it's dumb as hell. Look, oh God, Tubi's branded and brainwashed inside Nexium. It is not a funny documentary. I want to be clear: this is not like a joke that we've done. No, um, we're there as quote-unquote experts on cults and also the story. Uh, so please, please go check that out. Uh, we had so much fun doing it, and also Keith Raniere's a huge piece of shit. And the, if you <laughs> If you want to know the full extent of the story, or if you want to get your cult-loving friends into us, this is the way to do it. There you go. And if we see you in the streets, Rainier, 
Yeah, if we see you in the streets or near, it's fucking on sight. It's on dude. sight. Um, no, this so, was the documentary where they were like trying to coordinate shooting with Rick Ross, and I was like, no, I mean, the cult expert, not the, the rapper. Expert, yeah. uh, and I was like, that's amazing that you guys got Rick Ross. And they were like, yeah, well, it's still up in the air, but we're glad we got you guys though. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like <laughs> we're not the same. That's I'm. We're here for the jokes. Anyway, I guess I guess I'll see. I don't know. I feel weird about watching a documentary with myself in it because I love documentaries and I'm just like, mm -mm. yeah, I'm really interested in the documentary itself. I am probably going to skip past every 20 second bit of me talking. That yeah, there is same. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be troubling. <laughs> look, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello. Hello. Ding, 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 ding. Big boy in the morning. Hello. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These, These are, are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us, we have giant statues of Santa. Gi gi <laughs> giant statues of Santa? Oh, yeah, we'll get to it. Did you mean Satan? No, I meant Santa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. This is a promising <laughs> opening. I, I felt really bad. After the mm -hmm. last couple few weeks, because mm -hmm. you lost someone very close to you, uh, Kanye <laughs> Omari West, mm -hmm. and legally um, known as Yay, legally known as Yay, and what we really, really needed was a fun one. We needed a goofy boy. We mm -hmm. needed something we could laugh about, doing crazy shit. And what I found as I pulled this one out of our archives, I can't believe we didn't do it before now i found someone that is similar to kanye in many many ways it just ends up way funnier <laughs> in okay. part because like my favorite thing about racists is when they fail and there's a lot of that in this episode <laughs> mm -hmm. okay good so yeah i was uh, a little concerned by the sentence starting with my favorite thing about racists is my favorite thing about racists is when they fail that's great um it's, my it's second also favorite thing dumb. about racists are their sandwiches that's right i love <laughs> yellow deli <laughs> i love that there's a tiktok circulating where a guy's like it's a cult but honestly the sandwiches so fucking fire <laughs> i'm just like if you know, you know. Uh, That's the only right take <laughs> on the situation. Like, yeah, it is a cult. This is bad. I feel terrible. But how do they get their Kaiser rolls so perfect? This um, is the exact same thing with Kanye West, but for white women, where, like, people are like, yeah, Kanye West is a terrible dude, but he made college dropout. And this is like, yeah, they're a terrible <laughs> racist cult, but bread. And They're gluten. speck sourdough. No, like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, a few things about this episode. First and foremost, uh, I wrote most of this while watching Milf Manor. You're welcome. Oh, um, oh, oh, Paige. <laughs> oh, Paige. I'm waiting. I am waiting to watch Milf Manor with uh, uh, a friend of the show, Griff Milton, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Blizz, who you, I think, maybe I've met? never met. I've never met Blizz, but I also, I was only at RTX for like, less than 24 hours yes so i didn't meet anybody and then like this year i'll probably be there the whole time <laughs> but like last year yes. it was a whirlwind um yeah, yeah Paige flew in basically worked for 12 hours didn't sleep and then got on a plane somewhere and else flew and flew back yeah or and flew flew to long beach where i then went to a friend's anniversary party um Oof. But yeah. yeah, we 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 are waiting to get absolutely smacked to watch Milf Manor. I love that they tried to make the surprise a secret, and it's not. In case you are it's unfamiliar, it's very predictable. In case you are unfamiliar, Milf Manor is a show about a bunch of hot, sexy milfs, and they're in a manor, and they're all trying to find love with a bunch of horny ripped dudes but these dudes Paige tell it to them these dudes it's their sons it's, it's their, their it's sons. Their like 20 something year old sons um okay but here's the thing though so after watching some milf manor i have some learnings mm -hmm. uh first and foremost the the women that they they needed someone else to cast this because it the casting is bonkers the women that they have brought in as the milfs half of them are like, I've been a widow for a long time and it's just time for me to move on and I'm hoping to find love. And you're just like, okay. Like, it's weird that you specifically want a young dude, but then they don't say that they specifically want a young dude. They're just looking for, like, a companion. And then the other half are like, I've had three separate rounds of fake tits and I do shots off my kids' friends. And you're just like, oh my lord. <laughs> like, where did you find these people? Las Vegas, obviously. But, like, where <laughs> else did you find these people? Paige, no. Do not. Don't do that, okay? Don't just... Don't just fucking chop down las vegas like fucking florida doesn't exist okay <laughs> i think i think the worst ones were los angeles if memory <laughs> serves but also God. it is wild because they're they are largely the same age within like five to seven years of each other and they look wildly different ages and they all think that they look crazy young and only half of them are right and the women Yes. I thought yeah, yes. you meant I thought you meant the women, the MILFs, the no, titular the, the MILFs, MILFs and the sons were within 5 to 7 no, 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 years no, no, of no, each no. other. No, 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 Paige, no. Page, no. okay, I almost cried. No, no, no. The MILFs, the MILFs are all within 5 to 7 years of each other. Mm -hmm. They range in age from like 43 to 50, right? Mm -hmm. And there is a wide chasm of who looks their age and who doesn't. And so the whole time I'm just sitting there as someone who doesn't look my age now. And I'm just like, man, I got to keep putting on sunscreen and moisturize and not smoke <laughs> and stay kind of chubby and not drink. And plastic surgery does not always age along with you. <laughs> like that is something to remember. But then also I don't think that they completely told the sons what was happening because they like do the reveal and 
I think they were expecting people to like scream and freak out, but it's more just like a whole group of people being like, oh God, oh no, no. It's just like silent for a bit and they're just like, um, hi, hi mom, hi, <laughs> See, hi, this is, hi mom. This is what I wanted from the show. I want it because I know what's happening is it's awful. All right. Imagine this. You're a fucking you're a fucking smoking hot MILF. All right. And then there are some beautiful MILFs, by the way. (laughs) Hey, these are some gorgeous fucking MILFs. All right. I got in there MILFs. I got a 73 MILF ready to fucking go. You won't believe the miles on this one. All right. (laughs) So you are a fucking uh, premium used MILF, right? And they are, <laughs> you're here used at, is a terrible word. Fine, pre-owned milk. Pre-owned milk, <laughs> also bad. You're, also bad. You're a experienced. Car, uh, you're an experienced milk. You're a car. What do they call it? The car Carfax. 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 Carfax guaranteed milf. You're a car box pre-used milf, right? And you're right. sexy as hell. You're at a manor. You're here to find love. They have a sheet. They they tell you that the man of your dreams is behind this. They rip it off and you see a bunch of chiseled abs, but then uh-oh. Whose belly button is that? You track it up from the cum gutters all the way to your no. own son's face. They're and all you clothed. Are, you are just like, oh, God. Oh, Lord. What have I done? And then behind that, in the video village, about a mile away, is some asshole like you or me watching it with their hands <laughs> together in front of their face going, good. Excellent. The bu- Excellent. <laughs> and then here's here's what's crazy. Because like... The four or five MILFs that are like, I've been a widow. I'm looking for love. And where they're like kind of more rational about it. Mm-hmm. They clearly are like, honey, come here. <laughs> like, <we're, laughs> like, stay away from these women. And then the other women who have just chosen chaos are just like, so nice to meet you. Is this your mom? And they're just like hitting on them in front of their moms. And you're just like, What? psychosis is this first off i love the thought process of a woman being like i'm gonna fuck me a boy that watched bob the builder today Mm. (laughs) oh god no secondly again behind all of that horrifying bullshit is again a mastermind scheming and (laughs) conniving and going at last the prophecy has been fulfilled (laughs) i write all of my scripts based on porn hub searches yeah that's (laughs) some some poor mom is going to accidentally fuck their son and we're gonna put it on peacock oh that's oh god but just the like i'm trying to keep her away from my kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh God! I only got like one episode in, but like while I I like slowly made my way through that episode, I wrote this episode. Uh, and <laughs> I forgot that we were talking about something real. <laughs> um, now here's the thing: I couldn't believe we had not done this. It and and I the more I get into it, I know we haven't, but we must have looked at it and thought about doing it, and then changed our minds for some reason. Because I searched through our archive, I texted you, I looked through our episode list, 
because I couldn't imagine a world in which we reviewed the information about this group and didn't immediately do an episode on it <laughs> because this group has everything. It has grifters, commune living, polygamy, weird medical treatments, curing cancer with your mind, a guy obsessed with making his own billboards, politics, sex work, and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> what? <laughs> Also, All at once. Also, and I hate to take away from, from the steam that you're building up, but that entire thing that you just said was also the pitch for MILF Manor. It's got it all. <laughs> Sexy, hot MILFs, Hitler. Commune living, polygamy, Hitler, curing cancer with your mind. <laughs> and that's just the sons. Yeah, that's those just are the each, sons. Each one of those things is a different son. <laughs> Oh God! Before we get any further, because I I don't e I don't even think you're ready for the level of bonkers we're gonna uh, get into today. Um, without further ado, sources. Uh, we have the unholy history of Holy City, the Bay Area's most racist tourist trap. Mm. We have an article from Santa Cruz Trains, the railroads of Monterey Bay, curiosities, Holy City. And we have an article from the Lodi News Sentinel, once home to a cult, ghost town of Holy City is for sale. Uh, and then we also have a book by Betty Lewis, uh, Holy City, Rikers Roadside Attraction in the Santa Cruz Mountains, a nostalgic history. Are you ready? Page like a milf in a manner. I am ready for love and anything else that this crazy thing called Holy City throws at me. You're ready to start the next phase. The next... You're ready to celebrate the era of you. It's your time now. This is the next chapter of my life, and it's written like a really horny romance novel by an it's... author who claimed to be dead for two years. Oh my god. I still have not released <laughs> that speculation zone. It will come out soon uh but are you ready to wear beachy wrap dresses and too many necklaces and flat iron your hair until it looks like crispy blades of grass i can't tell if this is the cult or milfs it's milf manor okay so ah. to the cult william edward Riker was born february 17th 1873 in oakdale california now, we know from this show that's a terrible time to be born. No one should be born at that time. It's a bad time. Yeah, if you're born in that time, you uh, just start over. Just, uh, yeah, just try again. Reset. Hope you get born in 2024, I guess. I don't, I don't even know. know about that. I Maybe shoot for like 2040. I, who knows? We'll even still be here. Anyway. <laughs> We don't have a ton of information about his childhood because records at the time were notoriously bad. This happens a lot on this show. Um, and another thing with cult leaders around this time, the rest of his life is so fuck nuts crazy uh, that no one really stopped to write down what he did as a baby, just what he did as a full-blown adult who knew the consequences of his actions. So, as a young man... In the 1890s, he worked as a street performer and he started basic... Uh, with like barking for venues and locations and stores. So like a sign spinner, essentially. Mm. Um, but then he decided he needed his own grift. So he settled on mind reading and palm reading under the name, quote, Professor Riker. Because 
Nobody can like this is the time when no one checks. Anyone can declare themselves a professor. Yeah, but also it, it was back in the times where to become a professor, it was 12 days. It yes. was 12 days taught by a guy who had killed countless men. And then yes. they were like, congratulations, you can go out you're and practice medicine. But if yeah. you're a fucking woman, don't you dare pick up a book. Oh, oh, we are going to get into that later in this episode. But anyway, he declares himself a professor. Uh, and this is also the height of the spiritualism movement. So he's just one of many people claiming to both be a professor, uh, but also be a mind reader. And he's just clomping down the streets of San Francisco where people believe that sort of thing, even to this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So he was pretty good at the advertising and branding part. And some of that he learned from being an old timey science spinner. Um, but he's one of those guys that's kind of naturally good at trying, at least at this time. Later, not so much. But at this time, he's pretty good at positioning himself in places of authority and getting people to trust him. Like a grifter. Like, he's a pretty good grifter. And even though he wasn't great at the mind-reading part, he decided he had a better idea. He was going to become a street preacher and he had no training. He was not particularly religious at all before this time. He wasn't even really a moral dude, but he was a great public speaker. So he started on street corners. And he garnered a devoted, if not large, following. But he had a bit of a problem. Uh, he liked the ladies, mm. plural. Oh. Multiple ladies at the same time. Uh, and this would become an issue his entire life. And at this point, the accounts differ. There's two different accounts of how the next three years of his life go. Uh, now, one account says that it was a pretty big issue because in the state of California, they had pretty strict laws against bigamy and polygamy. And he had broken those laws at least a handful of times, which is crazy because he is literally like early 20s and has somehow managed to marry a minimum of like three people, <laughs> according to this account. Um, this account also says that he flees to Canada to avoid our like tricksy marriage laws uh, and then eventually comes back. Other accounts say that he didn't actually flee. He told people he was fleeing, but he actually just traveled around California um, regardless. <laughs> yeah. He just said, I went to CA and people are like, damn, Canada. Canada. And he was how like, is yeah. the poutine, bro? They were like, damn, how's Ontario? And he's standing in Ontario, California. <laughs> in Ontario, California. He's, he's like, like, it's fine, Fucking I guess. great. I mean, I thought there'd be more snow. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, wow, it's weird. I'm going to Paris next. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled P-E-R-R-I-S. I-S. And it's stupid and it sucks. Uh, is there a yeah. chance that he doesn't know how to, like, read properly? And so when he saw the law that was like, hey, you can't marry multiple women, he was like, bigamy? <laughs> you damn right that's bigamy. Me and my big old dick. And that's why I got two wives. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, here's the weird thing. I'm pretty sure he can read and write. Okay. Um, I don't think he went to college at all. Like, There's no records of that. But he seems to be... At least street smart. Street smart enough to convince people to do what he wants for a very long time. Uh, despite really being dumb. Like, making choices 
that are really bad Mm -hmm. and people still follow him. So regardless of whether he went to Canada or just Ontario, California, uh, uh, we do know that between 1915 and 1918, he managed to get a handful of followers and they established a headquarters in San Francisco at 674 Hayes Street, where they formed the Perfect Christian Divine Way, or PCDW for short. Now, you probably think that a former palm reader who married multiple people and started a religion to get rich and get laid might not have the best opinions. And you'd be totally right. Like, he's kind of a trash human. <laughs> See, what? Uh. Uh. <laughs> what? Hayes is spelled H-A-Y-E-S, right? Yeah, that's correct. I've, I've, I have slept in the building next to this building. Whoa, what? Yeah, I'm not going to say which building this is, actually. Uh, okay. Uh, and it's not it's not the direct neighbor, but I have stayed on this block. Wait, is this where... So there is a notorious comedy flop house in San Francisco. Is it near that? It is not. No, 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 okay, no, no. Okay, no. Okay. It's, not, it's not that flop house. It's a different flop house, but... Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, I wow. I was that's why you so Paige said uh the address and I was like, wow, that sounds super familiar. I wonder if I've actually like been here before. And then I looked it up on Google Earth and realized that uh I walked past that place to go to a like a market that's like on the corner. Oh shit, I've driven past this place a million times. Holy, I know exactly where this is. Holy shit. I dude. I didn't bother to pull pictures up of it, but like that's wild. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, so he's kind of a trash human. Uh, their main tenets were as follows. White supremacy. Ooh. Racial segregation. Mm. Gender segregation. Mm. And abstinence from everything fun. Alcohol, drugs, sex, etc. Or rather, those are the rules for everybody else. Not for William Riker. He was different because he didn't get into the cult business to not have sex. That was kind of his whole thing. He stayed wanting to bone as many ladies as possible from the jump. That's like a huge part of why he's doing this. Now, largely hidden from the public eye in their headquarters, he forced his followers to contribute all their belongings to his cause. And he actually targeted people pretty specifically. He would specifically go after families who had moved from the Midwest to California, ideally ones that were poor and struggling because they were overly trusting. They usually had enough money to actually fund the things he wanted, but they weren't known in the community, so they wouldn't be missed. He doesn't kill them or anything, but like he didn't want to steal from people who would be notable or raise alarm. And so he would kind of, target new in town people and also those families tended to come with wives so by convincing them to live communally with him he actually built up a fair amount of wealth without drawing too much attention to himself so he basically created a commune where he slept with everybody's wives Mm -hmm. 
and then would slowly, if like husbands raised alarm, would marry additional women off to the husbands mm. to keep them quiet. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. So I'm mad at you because you right. fucked my wife. Right. But now I'm not as mad because you've given me more wives. More wives. So I'm yeah. not it's not that I'm it's not that I'm a good human being who's mad that, you know, there was lying and deceit in my marriage. It's right. that <laughs> it's that my pussy output wasn't hitting my quota. Right. That's right, exactly. Super fun. Well, it all worked okay for William Riker, not for anybody else. No, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, until about 1921 when a woman named Frieda Schwartz went to the authorities claiming that the cult had taken and abused her eight children and she claimed that Riker had married her husband off to two other people and forced her to be into a sexual relationship with him. Uh, shockingly, her husband did not come forward to complain, although he eventually was compelled to testify so they could regain custody of their children. Now, but he got the he got the customary reward of two more wives, two more wives. Yeah. I think he had to give he was like, I got to give up these two. Yeah, but I'm just glad that they've started doing wife wife buyback programs recently. <laughs> Where you can bring in your old wife, no questions asked, and they'll give and we'll you $200. dollars $5,000 towards a new Honda Civic. Um, <laughs> so her claims were actually like salacious enough in the media that the FBI decided to investigate. She testified that she'd been required to basically turn her children over to the cult for the cult to raise, and she was not even allowed to mention their names, and they weren't raised in the same place. Her husband's testimony mentioned that their children were beaten and then tied to trees to be stretched. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I, I wish I had answers for you. I don't. What? 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 What's the... I don't know why they're stretching kids. I guess <laughs> I don't know. to make them taller? I don't understand the logic. I don't know, but there are some weird things later that might explain this a little bit. So hold on to that thought. Remember when we talked about stretching okay. kids? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, sure. we'll come back to it. I, again, theory number one is he was like early on the basketball hype. And he was like, <laughs> I got to make him as tall as possible. I mean, if that was the case, it was because he wanted black people out of basketball. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Cool. Aggressively. Tight, tight, um, tight, 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 tight. Now, understandably, the kids were taken from them and returned to the custody of their parents because they were like, you can't just be randomly stretching kids. Like, what are you doing? Um, but Frida testified further, saying that despite William Riker's claims of celibacy and the requirements of the group, she and all of the other female members were regularly forced into sexual relationships with him or raped because if you're forced coercion, you know, whatever, uh, she also testified that she and another woman had become pregnant as a result and were forced to obtain abortions. Now, it is 1921. So we need to talk about what that means to admit to having an abortion in court in 1921. Yeah, it's kind of like being in Texas in 2023. Not quite, fascinatingly enough. Now... Uh, this is happening during Prohibition, and even though it's the Roaring Twenties, a married woman admitting to sex outside of marriage is scandalous at best and borderline illegal at worst. In most states, sodomy is still a crime. So, depending on what comes out about that sexual relationship, 
she may be liable for crimes at this time. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Go back. Go back. Go back. So sex outside of marriage, cheating is yes. scandalous, but not sure. necessarily illegal. Sodomy, though, if, illegal. If, 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 if I go, I cheated on my wife, they're going to be like, all right, that's fine. And I go, but we did anal. They're going to be, they're going to fucking throw the book at me. Now, sodomy laws were not frequently enforced at this time, especially not between straight couples. They yeah. were usually only used to persecute gay couples. Mm-hmm. Um, but for women found to be unfaithful, it was definitely something that you could use to bolster a case against her if you thought she was guilty of other crimes. So it's... Oh, like, <laughs> well, okay. We're about to dive into a world of sexism. I hope you're ready. No, I get that. I just... What you have to realize is fucking my brain up is that it's like... It's like how they caught Al Capone, where it's like, yeah, we're not going to get you on the gangster shit. The IRS is going to go after you for tax shit. It's like, listen here, Missy, we can't get you for not being faithful to your husband, but I know you're taking it in the keister, so you're going away. I I mean, they would try any number of things. In some cases, like in some states, adultery was illegal for like periods Mm -hmm. of time. So like, you know, um, now... (laughs) Abortion, let's talk about it, Mm -hmm. was banned nationally in the United States in 1910, which is 10 years before this. Uh, However, up until that time, from the Puritan era to 1910, or rather to the mid-1800s specifically, it was legal, although not necessarily regulated and probably not safe, but because most medicine at the time was not safe. Um, But it was actually fairly commonly practiced up until what's called the quickening. So basically, until you can feel the baby moving and kicking, mm-hmm. fair game. Is that is that is that really what they still call it? The quickening. The quickening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. That's what, that's what it was called. Um, <laughs> now, uh, it was done primarily by midwives uh, at the time, and it's actually thought, at least modern day, when people look back on this time in history. That one of the biggest reasons for the abortion ban was not necessarily a moral issue. Catholics were against it, but most other religious organizations were not. Uh, And it wasn't a health or safety issue because literally all medicine is deadly at this time Mm -hmm. uh, to a degree. Uh, But rather, the problem was that midwives were largely women and they were in a job war against doctors who were almost exclusively men who wanted to control all medical care for women and kind of cut women out of the conversation and it's specifically built that way where it's like you wouldn't trust a woman to do this um now this battle not only results in this abortion ban in 1910 uh, but also it sets women's health and the study of women's health back for decades because women couldn't be doctors and Male doctors didn't study women's health. They just didn't care. Not to mention the health of people who are intersex or fluid or any number of things that don't get studied or acknowledged. Um, Women are literally cut out of the conversation around their own health. Uh, But that is a story for another podcast. But it's just important to note that this is how badly the cult treated her, that she was willing to risk going to prison herself to out them and to save her kids because she very well could have been convicted for that abortion in 1921. Now, oddly enough, obtaining an abortion in 1921 carried a lesser penalty than it would today. 
if you obtained an abortion in a state where abortion is illegal. So she would have had, um, depending on when in the, the cycle of her pregnancy she obtained it, it could have been anything to a pretty severe misdemeanor to a felony. But the case went on for years, years, and eventually they dismiss the charges against everybody where they're basically like, we know he is not great and he is living with too many women in a relationship in a single domicile, which technically potentially qualifies it as a brothel Mm. at the time. So they're potentially, they potentially have prostitution charges for him or rather like promotion of prostitution charges for him. And then on her side, they've got abortion charges. And then in the middle, they've got the child abuse that they witnessed. So they basically drop everyone's charges. She gets her kids back. And then he decides that it is time to move out of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I think when the cops come is the time you move out of wherever you are. Yeah. Um, I I know that a lot of this episode so far has you been you been going. Hey, this is a bad way that they treated women, and me going. "Uh, (laughs) What? What? What a wild notion! (laughs) Why? Why would they do that? I know that this stuff is bad, and I did want to share a fact, like that might show you exactly how much (laughs) women's health was set back. Uh, Yes, because this was just told to me by again friend of the show, Griff Milton. the clitoris was fully discovered in 1998 by yeah. uh, Australian by an Australian urologist, Helen O'Connell. Uh, you might be wondering why I emphasize Australian. It's because clearly they're the only ones spending time down under. And ah. of course they were going to be the ones that discovered it. But yeah. If you're also like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's the person who, air quotes, definitively proved it existed. Yeah. Like, there had been people who theorized it before, but that other people were like, it's a myth, but it's it's not. Well, I don't... The way you're talking makes it sound like uh, the clitoris is real, and we all know it's not. It doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. Women, look, coming is a man's right, and... uh also just in case a hundred percent i hope everyone is aware that it is not my actual opinion uh in case you're going like okay well yes that was when it was defined the clitoris was discovered by uh an anatomist uh rinaldus columbus uh in 1559 1559 We had been humans for so long and not ever discovered that, like, it's it's dumb. It's dumb. It's stupid. Well, and that was also scandalous at the time because most of the time doctors would only use male cadavers. Mm -hmm. So, like, even then, like, they they almost never operated on people who owned a vulva slash vagina slash clitoris situation. And so... There were people who didn't even really fully know what it looked like. There were women that did not know what their own body parts looked like well into the 20th century. <laughs> it is fucked up, basically. No, no, baby, I know what a I know what a vagina looked like. It's like a it's like a it's like a penis stepped on a bomb. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's I mean, if it was a bomb in a roast beef factory. <laughs> 
Paige. I'm sorry. Paige are for Wesley. Go to your room. <laughs> I'm in my room. <laughs> and then stay there and continue telling us about Holy City. I can't. My hot husband's making chicken and I have to finish <laughs> this and then go eat his delicious chicken. Anyway, uh, it was later discovered in census data from 1920 that Frida was telling the truth because mm. William Riker stupidly admitted to a census taker that he was living in a house with seven other married women and not their husbands, including Frida. So it's thought that this might be one of the pieces of evidence that was introduced to dismiss the cases. But regardless, he was ready to leave San Francisco. And after the trial, he was left with about 30 followers. So he pooled all of their money and purchased 75 acres of land near Los Gatos, California. Uh, essentially, this is in the mountains between San Jose and Santa Cruz. I have stopped at Los Gatos uh, several times to take a fat piss or a, a wicked dump on my way to a better city. I mean, um, Los Gatos has a pretty cool uh, outdoor mall, and it's very mm-hmm. close to where the Winchester Mystery House is. Mm, I I let's see for me Los Gatos is every time I see it I go <laughs> the kitties and then I keep driving <laughs> the cats are you on your way to Santa Cruz is that what yeah 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 100% yeah yeah it's when I'm on my way to Santa Cruz I see it I go <laughs> the kitties and then I stop and I take a wicked shit uh and then I piss on the sign that says welcome to Los Gatos now you've traveled by road to Santa mm. Cruz multiple times can you tell me what that experience is like modern day because that is actually applicable to what we're going to talk about uh it sucks it's boring <laughs> uh there's really like not that much to look at you kind of get out of this it's hell getting out of the city and then you're just kind of doing the same thing for a really long time uh it starts to get more beautiful the closer to santa cruz you get is that what you're what are you what uh what are you getting at so after you get out of san jose basically mm-hmm. you kind of have to go th- through san jose to get to santa cruz uh it's mostly just freeway until it starts to go up into the mountains and then in mm-hmm. the mountains it's a pretty treacherous highway called highway 17 where mm-hmm. i've been driving for a long time i grew up in the bay area we spent our summers in santa cruz uh even now as a 35 year old woman whenever i have gigs in santa cruz my dad's like you should get a hotel so you don't drive highway 17 at night and i'm always just like i'm driving i'm driving back i not messing with you but it's like a windy road through these like beautiful trees and the mountains and everything but it's by no means a straight shot it's not an efficient highway um and everyone complains about it and hates it (laughs) keep that in mind because that's going to come up later Mm -hmm. at the time that they purchased this land land that they then named holy city Mm. The only option for traveling between San Jose and Santa Cruz was one road that went through the mountains and a railroad that traveled along it. Now, the railroad shut down at a certain point. Now it's open to tourists. But the railroad station was about two miles away from Holy City. But people would walk to Holy City from the railroad. For people driving, it basically spans either side of this road. And it's a tourist trap. Like a hundred percent for anyone traveling between the city and the beach. So he convinced all of his followers 
that they needed to cater to the whims of the travelers to try and convert them. So, within a few years, Holy City had a gas station, an auto shop, an ice cream and soda parlor that served carbonated alcoholic beverages, the OG Four Loco, a dance hall, a small airport, a print shop, and a peep show. Now, when I say, yeah, when I say the word peep show, uh, you probably got a certain image in your head. And that's exactly what it was. Uh, Mechanical windows where exotic dancers or lingerie models would perform for onlookers. Uh, Now, members of his cult uh, were not super cool with this. Uh, They didn't like the old-timey Four Locos, and they didn't like that sex work was happening in their town. But he assured them that it was all for converting people to the cause. (laughs) It wasn't just because he wanted to enjoy all these things. Um, To appease them, he also added a zoo for families. (laughs) Okay. So just the, the nature's peep show. Nature's peep show. And then he added nine giant Santa statues along the road on the way into Holy City. Year round. Year round. What? Nine what? giant Santas. No idea. Not a clue. No explanation. <laughs> Sir, Sir we, we've we built eight Santa statues. I don't think it's working. I think people are starting to get creeped out. I, 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 I feel like it's we're starting to lose. Build another one. Build the Santa statues and they will come. Uh, build I also, it again. Build it again. I also don't know. I tried to find photos of the Santas. People took pictures of like everything else in Holy City, but not really the Santas. I wanted to find out if they were all the same or if it was nine different Santas. Oh, God. If it's nine different artists take on Santa Claus. I'm more here for that, honestly. (sighs) I mean, I'm not here for any of this, as we're about to find out. It is pretty nefarious. But, I mean, Santa, though. So, he's got the Santas. He's got the zoo. But to further prove that he had good intentions for the town and wanted it to be a vehicle to convert people to their beliefs, he made use of one of the biggest industries in the town, the Holy City Print Shop. He got into custom billboards. And I mean, really got into custom billboards. One of the first billboards he put up was at the entrance of the city. And it explained their beliefs. And it read in all caps, Our California belongs only to the white race man. It Mm. must be purged of the deadly, polluting, and again, this is him saying this, not me, oriental disease which is horrifying. That's a terrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. He's a bad man. Uh, but that wasn't enough. He put up a number of other billboards, some of them including cartoons that he had drawn with captions that said, Billy Goat Politicians Leading the Innocent Sheep to Slaughter. He's Billy very goat- anti-government. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Goat Politicians yeah. Leading... Well, and some of this, I think, is tied to the fact that he has not admitted it to the group at large yet, but he has some strong political aspirations internally. So he would put up signs that said, you want the actual truth? Only William E. Riker, your future governor, can explain it. Had he run for governor yet? No. 
Uh, was he putting up signs super early? Yes. It is Kanye at the VMAs declaring his presidency. Except in this case, it's a billboard with a guy claiming he's going to be governor. Which is, by the way, how all politicians should announce their candidacy. And I I don't mean like with a billboard. I mean this specifically. In the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Los Gatos, California. We have one street and that's where all the billboards I like go. that you think Los Gatos is nowhere. Los Gatos is like, a, it's a suburb, but it's a city. Los Gatos can fucking eat my balls, okay? <laughs> Secondly, what cats eat, man. <laughs> Secondly, and this is my this is a question, and I have a follow up. Mm -hmm. uh, did he, in his lifetime, become governor? Oh, we'll talk about it. Mm, interesting, because I was gonna say if he didn't, that means he could still be right. He just said future governor. He future didn't say governor. when. He didn't, he didn't say, say when. Say how soon? He'll rise from the grave and then <laughs> take another run at it. Uh, <laughs> he would often punctuate the governor signs with quotes that say. If I fail to do what my platform calls for, take me out and hang me to a tree. Oh, what? Yes. And we'll, we'll get to his platform in just a second. Gotcha. Yeah, um, he's going to get stretched. Speaking of his platform, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that maybe the kids had failed to do what their platform had called for and he just mm -hmm. had to stretch them. Those weren't. Yeah, they weren't children. They were all class presidents. Yes. And they had all failed to get more pizza for lunch days. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, and this was a sign next to a little bank of tiny, like slightly larger than birdhouses, tiny churches designed like peep shows with racist cartoons inside. It just says peep in the churches <laughs> as if to be like, you've seen our peep shows <laughs> now peep in the churches. And it was just his political doctrine. <laughs> great um but one of the ones that was most common there were multiple signs that said this twenty five thousand dollar reward if anyone can successfully dispute william e Riker's documents let's talk about the documents mm -hmm. so the holy city print shop exclusively printed his weird giant billboards and pamphlets about his super racist, anti-government, disgustingly sexist pamphlets. Um, and he would walk around with handfuls of these pamphlets, some of which were all his political stuff, but others were claims that he could cure cancer using his mind or his mm. dick, if you were a lady. Uh, oh. He basically argued he could cure any ailment as long as you were white. Uh, and he would walk around <laughs> Holy City on the weekends in an all-white suit with his tiny dog and just yell and scream at people on the street, challenging them to debates about his documents, offering money to do so, where he's like, if you can prove me wrong about the races, <laughs> then I'll give you $10,000. And pretty much no one took him up on it. What, what, what is, what, what is it? So his racist belief system is paper thin. Uh, it's basically just that he believes that a America belongs to the white race. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of reasons backing that up. Uh, but also B that we are the most fit to lead and that we will be benevolent and give the other races jobs underneath us, but that we were basically born to be the middle managers of America, I guess. 
uh, and he tries to science it up, it does not work. Uh, but that's his platform. It's very eugenic-y, but then also racist. It's just him being like the white pride. Like it's, and he dresses like Colonel Sanders. So like imagine <laughs> yeah. fucking Colonel Sanders walking out from a peep show with a raging heart on being like, debate my theology. And that's this dude. Like Paige, I am not convinced that's not what actual Colonel Sanders was up to <laughs> all the time. I listened to uh, the dollop episodes on Colonel Sanders. And I'm here to tell you, maybe, honestly. Yeah. He just gets out of a peep show raging hard on walking a little chicken. And he goes, if you can guess my secret herbs and spices, I'll fucking give you my company. Don't mind my drumstick. How would you like to hear about what's in the gravy? Like, you know, just crazy <laughs> shit. I prefer legs and thighs and <laughs> breasts, baby. <laughs> I'm Colonel Sanders. Anyway, uh, I, uh, I feel like I wish I was there back in the day because, what was it, 25000 Was that it? Uh, Yeah, it was 25000 $25,000. I'm going to Los Gatos, California, and I'm going, I'm going to kick your ass. And he's going to go, he's going to go, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean you're you're brown, so maybe you're physically stronger than me, but I'm more fit to lead. And I go, I'm gonna kick your ass, and then I'm gonna like lead. Yeah. And if you try to if you try to lead, I'm gonna kick your ass again, again. and I'll keep kicking your ass. Twenty five thousand dollars, please. Thank you very much. Also, spoiler: he did not have twenty five thousand dollars to give to people. No, uh, yeah, because no. he does fuck all. I mean, now granted, Holy City makes a ton of money as a tourist trap because people mm -hmm. stop and they're just like the fuck is this shit hey ice cream and, <laughs> and and fizzy booze let's go yeah this place is fucking this place is weird honey honey did you see that did that say a peep show i'm gonna go ahead and check that out make sure that the kids you know make sure like i because i don't want the kids to go over there i'm yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. look i'm gonna go yeah. make sure that it's not porn I'm give me go. an old timey four loco and i will meet you there for some ice cream um i love yeah i by the way we were just talking about today at work how the greatest trick ever pulled was rebranding malt liquor as hard seltzers oh. and just just releasing that on the public. I mean, I am thankful pretty much every day that I like put the brakes on my drinking before hard seltzers got popular because if hard seltzers had been popular when I was in college, I would be... <laughs> passed out in a ditch somewhere right now they're <laughs> like, so be... they're so easy breezy they're so good <laughs> they're a hundred calories straight and uh, they get you just as drunk as a beer does and again it's just malt liquor google yeah. that shit it's just yeah. a form of malt based liquor yeah mixed with seltzer it doesn't matter point is uh, every time you drink that you're just drinking malt liquor welcome you're just as much of a dickhead as i am this is just reminding me of hanging out with a teenage girl that we were friends with that didn't go to my school, like a family friend, and her talking about uh, stealing Smirnoff ices. Uh -huh. And I just remember being like, does it taste good? And she was like, it's a malted beverage. And I'm like, and now as an adult, I'm like, this means nothing. She had no idea what she was saying. No, it's basically... <laughs> It's, it's a malted that's so dumb. beverage. <laughs> we were also talking about like uh, how if you're from my generation, which is apparently old Gen Z, that's what I am. Yeah, I'm you're old Gen Z. I'm elder millennial. Yeah, I'm just the 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 oldest the oldest Gen Z that they make. 
basically, when I was in high school, there you had two options. You either drank Mad Dog 2020 or you had a good relationship with your parents. And that was it. Those were the only two things. And I remember Mad Dog 2020 because it was also a malted just like awful fucking uh alcoholic beverage that i'm now realizing if you went to the store now and bought mad dog 2020 and a perrier and mixed them together that it's is just a, a hard seltzer my dog that's that's <laughs> it we were just drinking the syrup juice like they put in a soda machine but straight alcohol oh yep. god Ugh. Anyway, yeah, I'll take one fizzy Mad Dog 2020, please, because well, me and my stepdad are on bad terms. <laughs> I mean, it literally is hard seltzer. That's basically what they're serving them. It's kind of more like Coca-Cola, but still having the cocaine and the booze in it. Mm. People were having a good old time at Holy oh, yeah. City. Cocaine? No, thank you. I don't have a toothache, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing field surgery. Um, <laughs> yeah, you idiot. I'll do fucking heroin and morphine like a man. <laughs> anyway, so despite the man screaming about the superiority of the white race, people actually enjoyed Holy City, and it was kind of this weird, kind of like the way we have gone to Yellow Deli, where you're, you're like, I hear a cult owns it, and you're just like, you want to go see? Yeah. And then they just drive up there and they're just like, look at all these weirdies. Yeah, let's get some ice cream and go. And so they make money, oddly enough, to the point where they get their own post office at one point. Uh, and occasionally people would just be like, what's with the screaming guy? And then one of the other people who live there is like, oh, he owns the place. And they're just like, oh, so he put up the billboards in the Santas and they're like, he put up the billboards in the Santas. He put yes. up the billboards yeah, in the Santas. Yes, yeah. Yes, and they're like, that. well, whatever. Go stab at the post office on the way out. Uh, they also in 1929, they got their own radio station. Their call sign was K F Q U. K F Q U. Yep. K F Q U. Welcome to WKKK, playing the whitest hits of our generation. Well, it's basically uh, K-fuck you. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking dumb. Um, K-fuck you. That's really K good. K-fuck you. Yeah. K-F-Q-U. you. K-fuck you. Uh, Welcome back to K-fuck you. We've got another shout out from the old man. He says, if you can prove me wrong about my documents, I'll give you $25,000. <laughs> Here it is again, folks. Weezer. <laughs> if you want to destroy my sweater. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Drive Time with K-fuck you. We've got a caller on the phone. Who would you like to send a pamphlet of documents to? <laughs> I like oh, to say girlfriend, <laughs> my girlfriend, <laughs> and I'm talking about the second one that I was given for letting that old man fuck my wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, coming up next, Lionel Richie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and following that, the postal service. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a sign. Hey, did you know that we have a post office now? <laughs> Come to Holy City. <laughs> Uh, so I have to imagine that he asked for that call sign because yeah. K fuck you is, is really great. That's pretty brilliant. Uh, but it does get shut down two years later for quote irregularities. Now I did some Googling to find out what irregularities meant. Um, 
by all accounts, they kept fucking up the frequency they were supposed to broadcast on. So like you'd tune into something else and it would be like, and my documents will tell you that the white man is. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know what? Why don't we just drive in silence for a while, actually? You, I mean, it's this or Ryan Seacrest or Nick Cannon. So silence it is. Um, (sighs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Those are our morning options or big boy. I yeah. choose Big Boy. I was in Big, Big Boy. Boy in the morning. Who? <laughs> it's just that rattling sound effect. Yeah. If you can prove my documents are fake, I'll give you twenty five thousand dollars and a lap band surgery. Hello. If you're the fifteenth caller, we'll give you a <laughs> Nissan Xterra. True story. I've been driving my Nissan Xterra to work for a million days, and I love it. How about you, Sissony? I love it too. Like that, yes. <laughs> We're a big boy household, personally, is, yes. <laughs> I don't, this is only for a few people, by the way. I, I mean, this is for roughly 4,000 of our listeners in Los Angeles. Yeah, we were just, Paige and I were just looking at the statistics of where people are, and it's like California. Okay, yeah, for sure. And then it's just like Florida, Washington, Texas, New yeah. York. Oregon it's like none of these places that are going to be listening to it and go what the fuck is a big boy in the morning except the big boy was in if you watch like like hip-hop movie classics Mm -hmm. like hood classics from the 90s big boy who has been a dj since like the 80s since my mother was a child yes is in a bunch of them which is like every once in a while we would watch something blackheart rehab and i'd be like is that big boy it is hey it's big big, boy that's big boy he was also uh for i mean if you're a hip-hop head you definitely know who big boy in the morning is but uh vince staples put out an album called uh fm and it is uh it is hosted by Big Boy of Big Boy's Morning. Uh, it's just Big Boy being like, pretending he's on a radio station and queuing up each new Vince Staples song. It's awesome. That's awesome, actually. Like, yeah, it fucking rocks. That's great. Uh, either way, Riker was mad that he lost his radio station. Yeah. He could have been Big Boy, but he playing. Um, it's so crazy that they replaced him with Kevin and the Bean, but whatever. It's <laughs> fine. It's just as white. Oh, you're you're welcome, Florida. You can go fuck yourself Wait. and not understanding these jokes. We got to make sure that whoever it is is going to broadcast on the exact right frequency and never deviate and play the hottest alternative rock hits of the 80s, 90s, and today. Thank you. This is Jack FM on the morning. We can't make any more radio jokes. Welcome to Jack FM. We're broadcasting from Culver City, California. Go fuck your fucking self. Fuck you. That was every, that was every, every, by the way, Jack FM, in case you're wondering, it was just a radio station where they had one voice actor who gave them a bunch of stock lines and the entire joke was like, welcome to Jack FM. We don't take requests. You can go fuck yourself. Thank you. Jack FM, Culver city that's it that's all yeah. i knew about jack fm this is jack fm when was the last time you heard bawa to ba by kid rock well today <laughs> like, yeah. and, and then they had jill one, fm we'll... which was like all lisa Loeb. god and if you miss this playing of the kid rock song we'll be putting it on again in 15 minutes see you then <laughs> jack fm jack fm uh anyway okay, yeah. we're done we're done we're, we're done. done we're, we're done promise. with local radio jokes um 
Riker was mad. He got over it because they were making still buttloads of money. But that was all about to change because Caltrans was about to fuck up their shit. Okay. (laughs) In the late 1930s, a proposal was introduced to create a highway that would make a road through Holy City obsolete. So basically, they wanted to bypass it. And Riker couldn't have that. So he did what he'd been thinking about doing anyway. In 1938, he ran for governor of California under the Progressive Party. He Mm. was not popular. He got less than 1% of the votes. And he ran specifically on a platform of white supremacy Mm. in which, quote, the white man would rule and give blacks and Asians jobs underneath him. Mm. People were not into it. Mm -hmm. They were like, how about no? Uh, So in 1940, the state of California built Highway 17, the road we travel now, to create a faster trip between San Jose and Santa Cruz, and it completely bypassed Holy City. And I'm not saying that it was specifically built to bypass Holy City, but like, if your choice was a beautiful freeway through the forest or a bunch of giant Santas and sexual racist signs, you'd probably choose the freeway. The the Santas and sexual racist signs. I mean, right. yeah, I know you and I would have chosen the Santas 100%. 100%. And the sexual racist signs. I feel like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're underselling yeah. how much of a selling point that is for If me. you have a crazy billboard, I want to see it. Yeah. Um, I so- forced my mom to pull the car over because I saw two billboards for The Thing in Arizona. All right? I Wait, the s- thing is in like the John Carpenter's the thing? No, the thing. What oh, is the it thing? airs the like like the mystery spot. Yeah, the mystery yeah. spot. Which, if you don't want to know what it is, skip forward thirty seconds. It's yeah, yeah, a yeah. fake mummy. It's just a hundred percent faked mummy that they made themselves, and uh, it sucks so much that they realize they have to bury the lead. So they just go, "What is the thing? Yeah. <laughs> Pull over to see the thing." <laughs> And it just gets more and more aggressive until it's finally just like, the thing, pull over now. Can I tell you? So we have the mystery spot in Santa Cruz, Mm -hmm. actually. And it is very similar where it's like, what's at the mystery spot? Come to the mystery spot. And all it is is some sort of polarity thing, like tricks of the eye and whatever. But there was one in, I want to say, Oregon, that I was on vacation with my family and it was just like, visit the vortex. Do you understand what's happening at the vortex? Come see the mystery of the vortex. And we were like, all right, we'll go see the vortex. And at first it was like optical illusion shit. And then they like walk you out and they're just like, this entire basin has odd activity. There's no bugs or birds and things refuse to grow here. Anyway, if you try to take a picture, there'll be a weird orb in it. Bye. And we were like, what? "What?" I'm sorry, huh? What did you say? I want to see those signs, but I want to like, actually, I want to put up those signs, but for something actually extremely alarming where it's just like, what's at the black void that speaks to you deeply in your thoughts every time you look at it? Get off on Jefferson Boulevard. (laughs) And it just gets increasingly terrifying and awful until the last one is like, it's been seven years since I've seen my children. Please, (laughs) if you can talk to Amanda uh, Jansen. Yeah, Amanda Hug and Kiss. Please tell her that I love her. This will be my last note. Exit now on Jefferson Boulevard. (laughs) Right next, take a left at right the Delta. Right next Del to Taco. Alien jer- yeah. Jerky or whatever, yeah. yeah. 
If you haven't, on your way to Las Vegas, gone to Alien Jerky in Baker, California, I oh, pity you. Oh, it's good. It is good. It is good. Uh, anyway, the railroad also shut down, which means that it was literally only open for tourists who deliberately drove past Holy City. And there were some, but not nearly as many as there used to be. You know, when people used to drive it to the beach, they would get hundreds, thousands of people. Now it was just a trickle of people who weren't taking the freeway. So, <laughs> you know, their main clientele is people that don't trust this new confangled freeway. That's freeway. it. That's the type I don't need of to drive fast. Yeah, yeah. That's the people who he's getting. And they're also the people who are like a nickel for ice cream. You can go fuck yourself, Sonny. <laughs> so William decided that he needed to get his ideas out there. So he wrote to the president mm-hmm. who did not answer <laughs> at all. Which president was that at the time? Uh, I believe it's FDR. Gotcha. Uh, in I forgot we had President Fader, dude. That guy rocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FDR. Yeah, Fader. Fader. Uh, and he figured America maybe wasn't ready for his big ideas, so he wrote to someone that he believed was mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler. Oh. Um, yeah. Yes. In 1942, he began to use Holy City as his platform to declare that he was pro-Nazi and wrote multiple letters begging Hitler to both conquer Europe and destroy the Japanese because he's super racist against Asians specifically. I don't understand why. Uh, But then he wanted Hitler to conquer the U.S. so we could see the error of our non-white ways. And I don't have enough time to explain to him how that would have been physically impossible at the time. But that's what he believed needed to happen. So he started printing pamphlets that said... Hitler adopted some of my ideas and handing them out to anyone who came to Holy City until a group of soldiers on leave visited on a lark in the same way that we have been to Yellow Deli, where they're like, do you hear there's a weird cult thing up here? Let's go. They got a pamphlet and turned him into the FBI. (laughs) Okay. The FBI, not fucking around. So they tried him for sedition. And a young San Francisco lawyer named Melvin Belly took the case to try and make a name for himself. And he actually won the case easily on the basis that William Riker wasn't seditious. He was just, direct quote, a crackpot, and no one was reading his letters. (laughs) First of all, if your name is fucking Belly Esquire, you don't have to make a name for yourself. You've already got a name You've for yourself. You've got the best name. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not a name in law. It's a You're a comedy thing. You're a joke. Or a chef. Yeah, or a fucking clown. How much would you eat food made by a guy that's like, my name is literally Belly. Like, my name is Belly Esquire. You know what? Yeah. You're, uh, you've got it. Because that's the other thing is it's the Esquire for me. It's the fact that this Belly's got a law degree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so- <laughs> Secondly, what a fantastic way to make a name for yourself. <laughs> My client is so fucking jacked up in the head. That you cannot Are you saying are you saying that he's insane? No, dude. I'm saying that he's a fucking crackpot, okay? And you can yeah, stenographer, get that one down. That's exactly the defense we're going with. He he basically argued he's like 
there's this guy is so crazy there's no way hitler was reading his letters like hitler's a bad guy but he's not that dumb like that's what he was arguing uh direct quote from the trial quote his efforts were pitiful and pathetic but they were not seditious (laughs) oh Oh my god so william Riker was pretty angry about that uh, and so after the case concluded, William Belly was like, you got to pay me because I was your lawyer. And he was like, how about I reward you with a seat in my kingdom of heaven, which is <laughs> which is worth far more than five thousand um, dollars, because that was his fee at the time. Uh-huh. And Belly was like, no, how about you pay me that five thousand dollars? And so he sued William Riker. William Riker then countersued for slander saying that he was a crackpot basically like you can't call me crazy and the court definitively decided that he was indeed crazy and belly deserved the money so he lost that lawsuit oh so yeah page page (laughs) you i'm this might be what you're building to so if it is i'm sorry for taking away your thunder this is the first man who has been legally defined as a crackpot. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Twice. The first time, yeah, okay, that's just like a fun story. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Legally speaking, he's a crackpot. But it's like, no, he's a crackpot. Okay, we've established it. Background, civil court. He is legally a crackpot. Twice. Twice. Page. Yeah. Twice. This is like in It's Always Sunny where it's like uh, Frank Reynolds legally doesn't have donkey brains. Yes. This man is legally a crackpot. <laughs> He legally has donkey brains, you can't according call to the state an, of California at the time. You can't call him an idiot. That's that's libel. You can't call him a dummy. That's slander. But you can call him call a crackpot. Call him crackpot. a crackpot. Now, and here's the thing. Uh, this was not... It, it wasn't necessarily an insanity defense, mm-hmm. like because this wasn't a murder or anything. They, it's basically just like, oh, you can't hold anything he says like you can't hold him accountable for it. He says nonsense all the time and he is harmless. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel like no one ever talks about the fact that you can use the insanity plea in every court case that you're in. You can. And he, I mean, this is kind of before that, but that's basically what this is. And not only that, part of it was because he had won that case. Mm -hmm. So like he was not the, the charges of sedition were were dismissed but that meant that his lawyer could go back and be like see legally they said he was crazy also (laughs) which is awesome but (laughs) again i think that like i i feel like we as humans should be using that insanity play way more often like how awesome is it to be like in court suited up and be like your honor (laughs) you're kind of right i was going crazy fast and that's why i'm not paying the ticket (laughs) I'm putting in a plea of insanity. Temporary insanity. Brought on by the fact that I was playing Ludacris's Move, Bitch, an incredibly loud volume. And what else am I supposed to do? I run these streets. Smash cut to gavel, free. On the the courtroom steps. Free free. forever. Hand bouquets. Claps. Uh, So... William Riker's pretty upset about this, Mm -hmm. upset about legally being called a crackpot twice. (laughs) And it prompted him to do something pretty drastic. 
He ran for governor again. Oh. Three more times, in oh. fact. He ran for governor in 42, 46, and 1950. And he actually ran in every party they had at the time. Ooh. So he changed parties every year. Uh, <sighs> never getting more than 1% of the vote. I still, well, n- never mind. I was it just means s- that even the most racist party at the time was like, he's too much. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. We can't. Yeah, I mean, Kanye got less than 1% of the vote and probably still got more votes than this guy did. I would guess state. so, yes. And I mean, mm-hmm. by, by state by state, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so by now, in the 1950s, Holy City was basically a ghost town with hardly any accessible roads. Tourists had largely stopped visiting... There was no more railroad that stopped there, which might explain why it mysteriously burned down for insurance money in the late 50s. Uh-huh. Yeah. William was investigated, but they could never prove it. Uh, but the Holy City board, because apparently there was a board of members that were still members of his group, removed him as the leader of the cult. They voted him out because I think deep down, they knew that he burned that town down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, what we, it's weird that the story was that the entire town left a nightlight plugged in next to a can of gas. So by 1966, widowed, elderly, voted out of his own bonkers cult, <laughs> William Riker did something drastic. Oh, He converted to Catholicism. Uh, He claimed that he had been celibate for 10 years and it was the only intelligent thing to do, which is a bonkers way to describe converting to Catholicism. Um, But he was 94 at the time. Uh, Two years later, despite claiming that he could cure any sickness for white people, he died of natural causes at the age of 96, But that's not where the cult history of Holy City ends. See, Bob and Trish Duggan, a married couple from Silicon Valley, with a net income or net value, I would say, of more than $3.2 billion, purchased 142 acres of woodland off Highway 17, including Holy City. They actually paid about $6 million for it. It was originally listed for $10 million. They got a deal. Um, however, that's not the end of the story. Because it turns out that the Duggins regularly donate to a religious organization and, in fact, purchased Holy City for said religious organization. Do you want to guess what organization it is? Oh, Paige. Is it 12 Tribes? It's not. Oh. Oh. Wait, is it a big one? It's a big one. Is it a is it a big one especially here in California? Yes it is. Is it a big one here in California that uh likes to leave the doors open and have a lot of air conditioning flow? Yes out? it is. I know what you're talking about, Paige. You're talking about Best Buy. That's right. (laughs) It's an entire town of Best Buy employees. Oh, and all those crazy yachts that they go on, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the yachts that they overboard people on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, the Church of Scientology now currently owns Holy City. Yeah. And that's where we'll end this week. The religious group of Scientology. The completely legitimate and not at all uh, culty Church of Scientology. 
you want to talk about some crazy billboards. If you visit Los Angeles, drive around East Sunset, where they have a number of billboards near their TV station and their giant blue campus building, uh, where they have a million billboards that are like, so you saw going clear, but now you could hear the truth from us. Are you curious? Come on in. It's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. They need a new marketing person, 100%. I wanted to look up a picture of William E. Riker. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, just put in a quick Google search. Um, I bet I know what came up. Well, one of the things that came up was the photo of him becoming a Catholic along with yes. the newspaper clipping. Uh, and it is apparently a picture. I was like, what the fuck is he doing to this priest? He's kissing the ring of the priest. Yes. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the, the, uh, the, 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 the description of the photo. He's kissing the ring of the Reverend uh, Henry Tommel. Uh, while his godfather Mike Stefani looks on and Mike Stefani is just an awkward ass white dude who just a blank expression like if you look up William E. Riker it's the one two well, three and- four five six seventh it's the seventh photo look at the yes. man of the face in the top right and he yes. just, tell me that the sound he's not making isn't <laughs> um you have to be very careful when you google that which is why i was very specific that it was william e riker because if you make the mistake and just google will riker you will get william t riker which is the character on star trek next gen ah yes Mm -hmm. yeah make it so number one Ooh, ooh! i actually found a picture here of william e riker uh, with his wives. If you want to go ahead and take a picture, look at that. Oh God! Put it there in the chat for you. Go ahead and take a yeah, look thanks. at that. <laughs> that was the one I was looking at. <laughs> that's yep. That's <laughs> William E. Riker in his. In, that's in, definitely William T. Riker in a very sexy episode of Next Gen, where two ladies are fawning over him. Well, we will be posting this picture on our social media accounts and saying that it is him and his two wives. <laughs> I wouldn't, because Jonathan Frakes is still alive. <laughs> so, like, I don't think he needs this kind of press. Nope, I've made it official. We're doing it. We posted the hat. <laughs> now we're gonna post this. All right. Oh, well, yeah. Paige, thank you for bringing this to me. This was absolutely delightful. Uh, A palate cleanser for you. A peek behind the curtain. This episode is coming out just about two days after we recorded uh, the final Kanye episode. So my brain. Or we're recording it two days after the final Kanye. It'll come out next week. Yes, that's more. That's more what I meant. Sorry. Uh, We're Mm. pre-recording this one, but uh, the reason is because I needed something to get all of that Kanye shit out of my mind. Yes. And you have done it. You have done it. I can't remember a single thing that that isn't... Remember the Santas and the peep shows with the racist cartoons. Absolutely. I can't remember anything other than when the clitoris was officially defined by science. 2002. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1960 fucking nine, baby. <laughs> Look, this has been a great episode. Thank you for joining us. I'm Armando Torres. If you want to find me outside of the show, you can. You can go to uh, at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M A N D O Does Stuff on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Twitch. 
uh, all that good stuff. Um, also, this week I am going to be in San Diego, California. I'll be doing shows, four of them, at a little at a little spot called the Madhouse Comedy Club. Ooh, Madhouse Weekend! Yeah, where I will be one hundred percent going to Yellow Deli and grabbing a uh, oh, I'm a so deli fucking rose. Jealous. So, so I'll bring jealous. one back for you. <laughs> it will be so soggy. Um, if you can manage to sit in a car with a deli rose all the way back from San Diego and not eat it, I'll be shocked. Well, that's see, that's the key is that you're actually, you, you get four of them so that you go through the decoy sandwiches. Right, right, right. And then I bring you half a sandwich because I still... <laughs> I still got part of the I way still through got, it. Yeah, it still didn't make it, but... Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. It's going to be fun. Shows at 7.30 and 9.45. Uh, for more info, go to my Instagram. That's where I post about all my shows. There's a link in my bio, or you can go to linktree.com slash Mondo does stuff. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much. Also, uh, you probably heard about it in the intro, but Paige and I were part of a documentary. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's coming out. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That came out, uh, this past week, the, uh, the last Wednesday when this episode is dropping, but for us recording it tomorrow, 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 we did not get a, uh, we did not get the ability to see what is and isn't included in the documentary. We have no idea. We just know that I made the trailer sounding like a full douche. Oh, I still haven't seen the trailer. I gotta watch it. Uh, oh, you gotta watch it, dude. Oh my god. This is, uh, this is great. It comes out on Wednesday, or it's, it's already out. It's out now, uh, on Tubi, uh, so go ahead and check that out. We'll probably have a link in the description, and like I said, we'll talk about it more in the introduction. Um, and that's for me. Good night. Good luck. I love you. Goodbye. Mwah. Hey guys. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, I will be in Las Vegas, not doing shows, just hanging out. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to find some hot milfs and their sexy yeah. sons. Trolling for milfs. I'm trying to find the person with the wrinkliest between the boob area. Uh, <laughs> it I, might be me. Who knows? I think you should be on the lookout in the other direction for our new show, Dilf Den. <laughs> Or Gilf okay. Gardens. Oh, well, mm. anyway, if you want to listen to my voice more, you could listen to Horror Virgin or Romancing the Pod. You can find me on social media at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram, TikTok, etc. Uh, and if you don't like my voice but like my ideas, <laughs> ship hits the fan. Uh, and also in that fucking wild documentary where I did at least make the trailer. So I at least know that at some point in this documentary, I say Keith Rainier liked to sleep with his followers like a lot, like so much. Uh, so look forward to that if you haven't watched it on Tubi yet. And I love you so much. Bye. I don't know what the documentary is rated, but I'm willing to bet they didn't leave in the part where I was like, fuck this guy. Fuck this piece of fucking garbage. Or when I was like, Keith Rainier is a total fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to bet they did not keep those in. Yeah, they uh, probably did not. Yeah, uh, there's a uh, yeah, there's a 50% chance I'm actually in it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be fun. Uh, we uh, wanted to say if you want to follow us, the show, on Instagram, you can at Colt Podcast. Or at Colt Podcast Show on Twitter. 
uh we're we're also we're updating those more i'm making a more of a conscious effort every week i'm gonna do a new post a little meme about the episode that we just dropped uh a meme if you will a meme yeah (laughs) turning on cold podcast uh you can also send us (laughs) you know what you can send us your fucking memes you think you're so good at it uh to either we actually there's a horror version meme account it's pretty fun there is also a cult podcast uh out of context which oh yeah that one's a blast i play i play a real fun game that maybe we'll play in here in a second uh called was it me or Paige? (laughs) and or marie there was one the other day that i was like i think that's marie (laughs) like i don't think that was either of us or andrea Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, go follow uh, No Context Cult Pod. That's No C O N T X T Cult Pod, or fucking send us your own memes. You think you're so fucking smart to Cult Podcast Show at Gmail dot com. And if you want to send us a giant billboard with your religious beliefs, you or warning us of some sort of apocalyptic roadside attraction. You could send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, like The, the Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. And I think I'm going to say don't drink the old-timey Four Locos, mm. but also don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye.